SRtober Day 4 Forget Game Balance This is arguably my favorite precept of old school gaming. In that, it is an opportunity for the game to mirror the fiction regardless of the incarnation that you use. It makes sense to flee from something that's too big. Conan encounters and flees from things that are too big. Look at the Scarlet Citadel when he's imprisoned under the tower of uh, Sothalanti. He runs into this gibbering horror thing while he's in the dark under the tower and has to back away. He chooses not to engage. Similarly, Bilbo. Bilbo does not fight Smog. Bilbo hides from Smog. He tells him riddles and he stays out of sight because he knows Smog is way too big for him. The same could be said of the trolls. The dwarves are taken prisoner by the trolls because they don't stand a chance. The wilderness does not care that they are level one. The wilderness is what it is. If I am on safari in Africa, I am not going to be attacked by prairie dogs until I get my bearings and work my way up to having to fend off hyena. No, there's going to be lions, there's going to be cheetahs, there's going to be hyenas, all right off the cuff, because that's where they live. That's how the ecology works. Similarly, if I'm in the wilderness of New Hampshire, the worst thing that I'm going to run into is a libertarian. I'm not going to, despite my mastery of the katana, run into a group of ronin who intend to challenge me to a duel. The environment is what the environment is in old school games, and it makes no apologies accordingly. Game balance, while not unique to video games, is frequently considered the purview of video games. My favorite computer RPG of all time, The Elder Scrolls III Morrowind, is criticized for its level scaling or absence thereof. If you travel to the swamp to the southeast, you're going to run into critters that are, I want to say, low to mid-level. Or if you travel to the plains to the north uh, northeast, you're going to get smeared unless you are super high level and have some powerful gear. The game doesn't care. The environment is what the environment is, and you, the player, are responsible for figuring out where you're going to go. Sometimes on the map, when it says, here be dragons, there be dragons. Now, you're saying, in Morrowind, if you hang out in the swamp to the southwest for a while, that's pretty level appropriate, right? Yes, it is. That's because it's a low-level environment. The key here is that it does not change according to your player level. It changes according to what makes sense for the world around it. In the same sense, old school D&D is vaguely balanced. As first level characters in the first level of the dungeon, you're going to run into one hit die monsters more frequently than you run into anything else. Similarly, on a third level, you're going to expect to see three hit die creatures. Now, there may be six hit dice on the first level in the first room. That can happen. It typically doesn't. But there are challenges in the dungeon that are going to be bigger than your party is. This is a feature. Its purpose is to encourage thinking outside the box and non-combat solutions.
from the referee's perspective, it gives you an opportunity to figure out why that creature is where it is. Why is there an ogre hanging out with half-hit-die kobolds? Maybe he was exiled from his tribe. Maybe uh, he's secretly something else in disguise. This is an opportunity for you as the referee to create an underlying dynamic which the players will have to figure out or get splattered by the creature that is clearly out of their league. When has this come up in campaign? Well, the best example is probably the time that I played in a buddy's college game. The first game outside the shop that I played as a player with a friend of mine running his custom milieu. I was playing the cleric, of course, coming off as a broken fiddle at this point, and we were exploring a city of ash, a sort of dead place that was shrouded in this smog and soot. We were fourth or fifth level. I think the leader of our party was sixth level. He was our toughest fellow, at least, playing a ranger. While we were in the city, we ran into a dragon, an ash ghost dragon. It materialized out of the dust. It uh, came out in a very well-read and well-boxed text on the part of the referee, and we rolled our initiative. Playing the support character, I kind of stood up uh, with the intent to be support. I was well-armored, but not particularly well-suited to tank. Uh, our level 6 glorious leader was up next in the order. He fled. He turned around and just hightailed it out of there. And this was a shock to me, because it's like, we're, we're like 5th, 6th level. We can take on a dragon. What are you doing? But he saw what he saw. He did what he did. And the party broke with him, and we bolted, fleeing this dragon creature. Now, he knew something that I didn't. He perceived something that I didn't. He saw that creature, he thought about, okay, what do I expect to see in this environment? And he judged, you know, this just isn't for us. Now, in his shoes, I probably would have given it a round or two, but getting away up front is probably a little bit of a more guaranteed way to escape. In that sense, uh, we had no fatalities, uh, we didn't kill the dragon either, and my character would eventually have visions that were granted by said dragon. Uh, that's another story for another time. Maybe I'll have that referee come on the show. He's still a buddy of mine. But we're neither here nor there. Instead, we walked away with our lives in our hands, and I was able to tell you the story of the day that Cowardice saved. Have you run away from a creature intentionally before? Have you overcome a creature through trickery, riddles, or otherwise? You might just be playing OSR. That's all I got to do. So, between now and tomorrow, Delve on.
The Clear Square Ringmail podcast is an independently owned and operated product released for educational and informative purposes under the Totally Steal This license, which is kind of like Creative Commons, except f- licensing. Segments recorded within a vehicle are recorded using a Bluetooth hands-free device in conjunction with local vehicular safety legislation. The music for the Clear Square Ringmail podcast is Gold Coffee by Michael Ramirez C. Retrieved from Mixkit.co and used under the Mixkit royalty-free music license. Sound effects used in the Clear Square Ringmail podcast are also retrieved from Mixkit.co and used in accordance with the Mixkit free sound effects license. Clear Square Ringmail does not ascribe to nor endorse views or opinions expressed by call-ins, guests, or even the host, unless you think they're awesome, and thus does not assume any liability regarding the consumption or distribution of this podcast. By listening to the Clear Square Ringmail podcast, you agree to these provided terms. Parties with questions regarding these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to reach out to Clear Square Ringmail at the prescribed methods provided on the Clear Square Ringmail blog. Parties dissatisfied with these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to go suck an egg.